Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Village's Daily Sun's What's Happening Around the Village's podcast. I'm Holly Lawler, the Associate Managing Editor of Broadcasting for the Daily Sun. And joining me is Executive Producer of the Village's News Network, Jill Winters. Hello, Jill. Hi, Holly. We're going to tell you about what's happening in and around Florida's friendliest hometown. So let's get started with a new entertainment offering that is sure to be a hit. Many of our residents are familiar with the name Fernando Varela, possibly because he was part of the tenor group Forte that competed on America's Got Talent several years ago. But way before that, he was a 17-year-old young man who was learning how to sing under the guidance of maestro Bill Doherty as part of the Central Florida Lyric Opera. Around 2010, he caught the attention of producer and songwriter David Foster, and the rest, as they say, is history. He has performed with well-known artists and traveled the world, but he always returns to the villages and the audiences that first appreciated him. He formed his own production company a few years ago, and this week they will bring their Legends of Broadway series to Savannah Center, with the first show being the classic Rodgers and Hammerstein musical, South Pacific. Fernando will star in this production that you can catch at 3 or 7 p.m. Friday and Saturday. This will be a full-blown show with beautiful costumes, stunning visuals, live accompaniment, and of course, the songs you know and love. They will perform the show four more times on July 9th and 10th, and then make way for the next show in the series, which is Guys and Dolls, starring Fernando's wife, Susan Williams Varela. And Devin Eatman, another tenor who got his start in this community when he was a student at the Villages High School and he won a music scholarship from the Opera Club of the Villages. That was in 2013, and Devin has continued to dazzle audiences here and elsewhere ever since. They will perform that show on July 14th and 15th and the 23rd and 24th. Tickets for all these shows can be purchased online at thevillagesentertainment.com or in person at any Villages box office location. And if they get a positive response, they plan to add more shows to this series. Holly, another show is coming to the Villages this week, and even though it's on a much smaller scale, it will provide the emotion that people crave from theater productions. Two of our local performance groups, the Bohemian Spotlight Cafe and the Acting Out Theater Club, have brought in Lon and Barbara Boone Adams to perform Norm Foster's two-person comedy on a first-name basis. This couple met at an audition 30 years ago, and they have been doing theater together ever since. This show is about a novelist who decides to get to know his housekeeper after realizing that after 28 years, he doesn't even know her last name. This show will make you laugh, and it's poignant as well. They performed it twice last week, and you can catch it one more time at 6.30 p.m. Saturday at Seabreeze Regional Recreation Complex. Another bonus is that some of the money from ticket sales will go to your Humane Society SPCA in Lake Panasofsky. Tickets are available at thevillagesentertainment.com. Jill, the studio theater Tierra del Sol wrapped up its production of Spike Heels last week and is preparing for the last show of season five, which is Pipeline. That will start with previews on July 13th. But in the meantime, they are still releasing some more of the snack-sized plays they started doing during the pandemic. These are around 10-minute shows that can be found on Facebook, YouTube, and the SharonStudio.com website. And they're always thought-provoking. This Friday at 1 p.m., they will release their version of Emily Hagman's play, The Thought Doesn't Count, and they suggest you eat some monkey bread while you watch. You can also find all of the other snack-sized plays they have done in the past year or so on the website. If you're a seasoned subscriber to the studio's in-person shows, you can renew your subscription through June 28th. And if you aren't, you can get a new subscription starting June 29th. 
Individual tickets for all the shows in Season 6 also go on sale that day. And you can find all the details, as always, at thevillagesentertainment.com. Holly, we are fortunate to have professional-level actors, producers, and all of those people who are behind the productions at the studio and the Sharon L. Morse Performing Arts Center. Starting next week, one of those pros will be leading a class that's open to all adults who want to advance their theater skills. Nathaniel Nimi will lead a storytelling lab on Wednesdays starting June 30th at the Studio Theater's Warehouse Rehearsal Room, which is at 702 Duck Lake Road in the Industrial Park across from Villages Elementary of Lady Lake. Nathaniel says the art of storytelling is the basis of all theater and stories help us process life experiences, create support and empathy for one another, preserve our history and deepen our connections. He will guide you through choosing your story, finding a theme, curating the content, crafting the story, and ultimately delivering it to the rest of the class. If this sounds like fun to you, you can visit thevillagesentertainment.com to sign up. He says you will even enjoy it if you just want to be a better communicator. Jill, even concerts involve storytelling, and this week's featured concert is the next show in the Backpacks for Kids Cabaret series, which is raising money to buy school supplies for students at Wildwood Elementary School and Wildwood Middle High School. Heather Ard and Maestro Bill Doherty will perform at 7 p.m. Thursday at New Covenant United Methodist Church with hosts Angie Rose and Sean Pollock. These performers always put on a good show, and you'll be supporting a good cause at the same time. Holly, many of the concerts that happen in our community are fundraisers for some kind of charity or church. This week, Grammy Award-winning Christian singer Jason Crabb will perform at Village of Faith Baptist Church with opening act Christian comedian Mickey Bell. The show starts at 6 p.m. Friday, and the church is at 8653 County Road 127 in Wildwood. Of course, some of the proceeds from the ticket sales will go to the church for its ministries. This is a nice, clean, and entertaining night out. So if you're interested, visit vofpeople.com and click on the Purchase Tickets link on the main page. Jill, that segues nicely into our next segment, which is about other church events going on this week. We'll start with a fundraising yard sale going on at New Bethel Community Church in Summerfield. That's scheduled for 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Saturday at the church at 8780 Southeast 157th Place. The goal of this event is to raise money to install new stage flooring in the church sanctuary. And it's being organized by the New Bethel Cloggers, who rehearse and perform on that stage. They also perform at events around the community as an outreach of the church. Jill, you know you can always find some good items at a churchyard sale, and this one also includes a bake sale, craft items, and refreshments. So we encourage everyone to head out there and see what they have to offer. And Holly, for those who are trying to get rid of items instead of buying more, you can help out at a local church ministry as well. A donation truck from the Society of St. Vincent de Paul will be parked in the back parking lot of St. Timothy Roman Catholic Church from 7 to 11 a.m. on Thursday. Anyone in the area is welcome and encouraged to donate items to the truck, and right now they are particularly in need of gently used clothing and shoes. These are the items people request at their thrift stores that support the St. Vincent de Paul missions. The church is located at 1351 Page Place, and if you have large items that you would like to donate, such as furniture, you can give them a call and they will come by and pick it up. The number to do that is 888-986-4483. And Jill, we talk about blood drives almost every week on this podcast, and that's because they are so important. Blood supplies got critically low during the pandemic, and the need for donations never stops. 
As we said before, churches really stepped up during the pandemic to provide a place for local blood centers to park their mobile units and collect donations. Another drive is being held from 8.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. this Sunday at Oxford Assembly of God, and that's right on U.S. Highway 301 near the intersection with County Road 466. It's open to everyone, not just those who worship there. So stop by if you can and give a pint of blood that could save someone else's life. Or go to oneblood.org if you want to make an appointment. Holly, that takes us to what's going on in the world of recreation this week, and we'll start out with a resident lifestyle group that will be showcasing its art for the first time in more than a year. The Colony Clay Artists will have a spring showcase from 8 a.m. until noon Saturday at where else but Colony Cottage Regional Recreation Complex. This event is free and open to the public, not just Village's residents, so anyone is welcome to stop by and take a look at their handmade and wheel-thrown pieces. Some are practical, others are artistic, but they're all one of a kind, and you can even chat with the artist as well. About 20 members are participating in this show, and they have plenty to display after not having a show for so long. Some of them use the money they make to buy more supplies so they can make more items, and others just donate some of those proceeds to charity, which is always nice. Jill, anyone who makes any kind of art knows that at some point you just don't have room for anything else, but that doesn't stop you from wanting to make more. So these shows are a great way for residents to get rid of some of the cool stuff they make for someone else to enjoy. The Recreation and Parks Department often offers socials where they teach residents how to make some kind of item, along with plenty of other social events. You can find the complete monthly schedule at the districtgov.org website under the Recreation tab, and that's where you'll sign up as well. Most of the socials require sign-ups at least a couple days in advance, so they have enough supplies. This week, you can choose from chair volleyball, sweat into the oldies, and an indoor pickleball clinic, among others. Holly, speaking of pickleball, the Pickleball Community Volunteer Group will have its monthly tournament this week at Rohan Regional Recreation Complex. On Tuesday and Thursday, you can head over there to watch a women's combined rating tournament. This is the group that hosts all of the pickleball clinics and tournaments within the villages, and they are taking July off for tournaments, but will return in August with a men's combined rating event. You can find out how to register and everything else you need to know about pickleball in the villages by visiting pickleballcommunity.com. Jill Pickleball is huge around here, and they even include it as part of the Camp Village's summer program that is going on right now. This is week three, and it features fun events like a just-for-teens putting clinic, flag-making, cupcake decorating, beach tennis, and the always popular dragon boating, along with so much more. Makes me want to be some villager's grandchild, you know? The last time I checked, almost all the activities through week four were sold out. But registration begins tomorrow, that's Tuesday, June 22nd, for weeks five through nine. So if you want to get in on the fun, you should visit campvillages.com right now so you can pick out the activities you want to do with your visiting grandchildren. You'll be amazed at everything they offer and all the fun ways to make memories with your grandkids that they'll talk about for years to come. Holly, we have only one sports event to talk about this week, and that's the next-to-last home match for the Village's Soccer Club on Saturday. Our local amateur soccer team will play FC Florida at 7 p.m. at the Village's SC Stadium, and that's located at 17690 North U.S. Highway 301 in Summerfield. 
Holly the Villages Soccer Club is having a great season. They are in first place right now in the Southeast Division, and they are also undefeated on their home pitch, not just for this season, but for every match they've played there. The players say it's the fans that make the difference and who give them the energy to pick up the pace when they need it to get the job done. I can definitely attest to that because I've been out there to this incredible environment and those fans really get those guys going. Can't help but have a great time out there. So the Villages SC beat FC Florida 1-0 the last time they met, so this should definitely be another exciting and close match. If you haven't attended one of these matches before and you're a soccer fan, then you're definitely missing out. Grab the kids, grandkids, or whoever else and head out to watch some high-level soccer right in our own backyard. For ticket information, visit thevillagessc.com. Jill, it's officially summertime now, as of yesterday, and even though we all know it's hot here in Florida, that doesn't stop anyone from going to outdoor events like soccer games. But anything we can do on the water is even better. And if you're a paddler, you have two chances to go on organized trips this week at Lake Griffin State Park. First up, on Wednesday, they're going to have a moonlight paddle tour, where paddlers experience the sights and sounds of nocturnal wildlife. This is one of those things that sounds like fun to me, but terrifying at the same time. The tour costs $40 plus park admission, and it starts at 8.30 p.m. But you have to make a reservation, so visit flgsp.org to do that. The park is at 3089 U.S. Highway 27441 in Fruitland Park, just outside the villages. They will also lead the last guided daytime paddle of the summer on Saturday, and those are led by members of the Villages Canoe and Kayak Club. This is a great way to get out on the water, get some exercise, and learn about the wildlife and plant life in this area. Register on the website for that one as well, and again, that's flgsp.org. Holly, another outdoor event people can attend this week is the Village's Classic Automobile Club's monthly car show at Market of Marion in Bellevue. That's happening from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Saturday, and it's open to any car. It doesn't even have to be a classic. If you want to enter your ride, you just pay $5, and if your car is cool enough, you could win one of 14 trophies that are awarded each week by a judge. These shows happen every month, and the Market of Marion is a pretty interesting place to spend a morning. It's kind of like a big outdoor flea market. So check out the cars and everything else they have to offer this Saturday. Jill, this event is happening outside as well, and it's pretty interesting. On Thursday, the Lake County Board of Commissioners will remember the colonial patriots who fought for our freedom by dedicating a liberty tree in a public ceremony. This is happening at 8.30 a.m. outside of the Lake County Administration Building at 315 West Main Street in Tavares. So the story is that the original Liberty Tree was named as such in Boston in 1765, when a large elm tree was used as a gathering place for protesters of the Stamp Act. Other Liberty Trees started popping up in other locations, and patriots often gathered beneath the branches seeking wisdom and support. These trees came to symbolize American liberty, and the Lake County Liberty Tree will be dedicated in remembrance of our founding fathers as an inspiration to future generations who will gather in its shade. It's a bald cypress tree that stands about 14 feet tall. I think this is a great idea, and we live in a very patriotic community, so I'm sure people will show up for this symbolic dedication. And that leads us to this week's interesting story. And this is one of those only in the villages stories we like to tell about people who reconnect here. Usually they involve people who grew up together far away from here or knew each other somehow way back when and find each other after 50 or 60 years. But this story is even more unbelievable. Dottie and Dan Klein have been living here for a long time. And in 1998, Dottie's son, Chris Bender, and his wife adopted a baby girl. 
Fast forward 23 years when the Kleins recently found out that their granddaughter's biological grandfather also lives in the villages. The families have connected and they reunited with their granddaughter last week here in the villages. The granddaughter, named Krisha, was put up for adoption by her biological mother, Rochelle. When she was interviewing potential parents, Rochelle immediately connected with Dottie's son and his wife. It was an open adoption, and Krisha met Rochelle's father, David Brubaker, only once when she was 14. So she was full of emotion when she was on her way here from Utah to meet her biological grandfather, who she says she loved from afar for 23 years. David lives in the village of Tall Trees and said he was also an emotional wreck waiting for Krisha's plane to land in Orlando. And Dottie says she was shocked when she found out David lived only a few miles from her village Santiago home. She and Dan, along with their son Chris, got together with David and his wife Linda before Krisha visited and shared stories about their lives. Krisha stayed in the villages for a week and left this past weekend, spending time with both sides of her family. But she says she plans to spend more time in the area. That's all we have for this week. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. As always, you can find all of our podcasts by visiting thevillagesdailysun.com slash podcasts, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. I'm Holly Lawler. And I'm Jill Winters. Have a great week. Tune in again next week to stay up to date on what's happening around the villages. Villages.